Hello, everybody. This is Mark Lewandowski. Welcome to Mind Your Business. Mind Your Business is all about building your personal capacity. Personal capacity is what is needed for you to grow in your career, make great decisions, and become a person of influence. So sit back and enjoy this content as I share with you insights and stories, examples, and personal challenges designed to do one thing, build your capacity to change your world. Hello, everyone. This is Mark Lewandowski, and this is Mind Your Business. Today's podcast is something really exciting. Of course, I say that every time. Whenever you listen to me, I'm excited about it all the time. Hell, I wouldn't talk about it if I weren't excited about it. So it's kind of stupid. So from now on, let's just assume that every time we do a podcast, I'm excited about the topic. All right, let's just agree on that. For those of you out there that listen to us all the time and send feedback, I just want to say thank you so much. You guys are great. Every time you send a question, we respond back. Every time you've got a suggestion, we love to listen to it. And your thoughts and your ideas really do count. So today we're going to talk about a really interesting thing. It's called the jump off point. The jump off point. And let let me just explain what that is. Let's say that you and I are really into this this adventure diving where we like to dive off and jump off buildings and sail for a while or drop like a rock and then pull a parachute. So we get our plan put together. We load our backpack, we load up the Jeep and we drive to the edge of a cliff. We get all of our equipment on, jump out and we go to the edge and we look off that edge. Now the edge of the cliff is really our safety. We've got our vehicle, we've got our equipment, we've got a drink over there, we've got some food packed. Here's our safety. The ground that we're standing on is safe. But the second we jump off, we leave behind all that safety. And we've got to count on all of our planning, all of our preparation, all of our equipment, all of our strategy to survive. That's what being an entrepreneur is like. It's called the jump off point. It's the time in which you leave everything that was safe and you just say, screw it, I'm jumping, and you jump. All right. Now, what does it really mean in the average person's life? What's the time in which you say, okay, I think I'm ready to quit my job and do this full time? And that, my friends, is the second most common question I get about being an entrepreneur. The first question I get is, Mark, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know how to get started. Well, my friends, if that's your position, you're really far behind. And that that one's tough because getting somebody from zero to start, that's a long journey. That's quite a bit of work. But the entrepreneur who says, how do I know when it's time to leave my job and go full-time as an entrepreneur? That's somebody I can work with because what we're talking about is understanding and recognizing the jump-off point. So let's talk just philosophically about the jump-off point. The jump-off point, you understand that there's some 
big things you got to consider before you make that decision. Am, am I ready to jump? Number one, is the market big enough for me to take the jump? Now, what if right now you're making a very nice living and let's say that you're making $100,000 a year and your little small business is making $30,000 and you think you could double the size of your business by jumping? Well, my friends, you're going to go from 30000 to 60000 because the market you've identified is not big enough for you to make up what you've lost by giving up your full-time job. You've got to understand the size of the market. I give this example. A few years ago, I stayed at my friend's sister's home in Dallas, and she and her husband had just been let go. They did this thing called a reduction in force, a RIF. And the reduction in force meant a big company laid off a bunch of people. So here are these two that have a big, beautiful homes, kids in college, and they don't have any jobs now. So they got this idea. What if they power sprayed fences and painted them? Well, in Dallas, Texas, it is not uncommon to have a beautifully power sprayed and painted fence. But in Tulsa, Oklahoma, nobody power sprays their fences. They're, the whole idea of a fence is let it get old and gray looking and then tear it down and put a new one up. Uh, no one spray paints their fences. So yeah, you might say, well, fantastic. The market's wide open, but no, not if the culture dictates that the market's not ready. So you got to look at these considerations. The first global or the first philosophical consideration is, is the market big enough for you to do, to take the jump? Number two, have you been spending every waking moment thinking, working, operating this business, giving you no other choice? but to leave your job in order for it to take off. Number three on the physical philosophical decision you got to make. Should you stay employed and hire someone else to run the business? So if you're the kind of person that worked really hard to get a certain degree or credential, let's say you worked really hard to become a fireman or a policeman or a teacher or a lawyer or a physician, you probably don't want to give up your career to go start a small business that was based on your idea. So that's the point at which you keep your job and you either work on the side or you hire somebody else or partner with somebody else to take your idea. Next, the next philosophical decision you got to make is, will you be happy as an entrepreneur? I'm not joking about this. Being an entrepreneur is not easy, folks. This is tough. This is the real deal. All the risk is yours. You know, when you work in that corporate job, the risk is not yours. The risk is somebody else's. It's the board or the president or the owners. The risk now becomes yours. And you've heard it said, it's lonely at the top. Well, loneliness becomes yours too. Because your employees will go off to lunch without you and leave you there by yourself in your office because you're no longer one of the employees. You're the boss. It's also stressful because every decision is yours to make. Nobody else makes the decisions. You make the decisions. Fatigue becomes a real issue. I just asked you a moment if you're a moment ago if you're using every waking moment to run your business. Well, you think that's going to stop just because you quit your job? You're still going to be working all the time. Long hours are part of the life of the entrepreneur. You've got to have confidence. Are you the one that's happy being confident in your own decisions? It's a little bit of what we call cockiness. You know, I've never met an entrepreneur that wasn't a little bit cocky because they have to be. They have to say, you know what? I got this. My idea is right. This is going to work. I believe in this and I'm betting on myself. And finally, 
when you look at the global, when the big philosophical questions, you got to figure out where is my business in its product life cycle? If it has a long growth and maturity ahead, yes, then you can look at quitting your job and making the jump. But if your business life cycle is a year or less, you probably better not quit your job. Let me give you some examples. When I was in college, Long ago, I feel like it's ancient. We used to talk about 20-year business cycles, then 10 years. When I time, by the time I got my PhD, we were talking about five-year business cycles. Now, a business cycle might be a year long. An idea might come in. Somebody that's got an idea on how to deploy blockchain t- technology might come in, and that whole window of opportunity is less than one year. So you need to understand how long is your business cycle and at what point in the cycle is your idea. If it's got several years left, okay, that's great. But if your idea is short-term, don't leave your job over it. Let's look now at some of the logical. Those were philosophical decisions. Let's look at the logical considerations. Do you have the resources? Do you have the knowledge, the relationships, the contracts where you can get supplies and technology? And next, do you have capital? What is capital? Capital is a combination of two things, equity and debt. So equity is the cash you put into the business. It could also be a truck or equipment that you own outright, but also the money you borrowed, the money that the total capital is equity and debt. So you put all in. Do you have enough money to survive? Most businesses don't fail because they had a terrible idea. They fail because they ran out of capital. That's right. They might not have ran out of money, but they ran out of capital because they didn't have any place to go borrow some. They're just on the verge of kicking some butt, but no bankers listening to them. See, folks, before you make the jump-off point, establish your bank relationships. Show them that you have a very good job and you're making $30,000 on your side hustle building this business. You establish your banking relationships now, not later. Don't do it later. Because once you quit your job and you're trying to live on thirty grand, you're done. There's no more banking relationships. No banker wants to talk to you. You ain't got nothing they want. So they want you when you've got a great job and money in the bank. Logical considerations. Do you need benefits, health care benefits? If you do, you might, or if your family needs them, you might need to keep your job and continue to work on the side. Next, do you have the emotional support at home you need. This is very specific to you. Does your spouse work? If your spouse works, how demanding is that person's job? Do you have children at home? Who's going to take care of the children? Who's the best one able to pick them up and drop them off and handle sick days? You've got to discuss these things. There are just as many successful women entrepreneurs as men, and everybody has to look at how the dynamics of their unique family and their children will be played out. So, Let's talk from a little more of a positive perspective. Now, I'm done with the warnings. Now I'm going to tell you about when you should jump. Here are the five times I think you should absolutely make the jump. Number one, when you have been going all out, and I'm talking 70 hours a week, and you would really, really grow if you could simply cut the cord of your job and sail off and work full-time at the business. And when I'm talking about growth, I'm talking about not doubling, but tripling, quadrupling. I'm talking about 10 times growth because it may not be worth it just to double the size of your small business. Number two, 
You're ready to jump when you have twice as much capital as you think you need. You know, years ago, I got convinced to buy a car dealership. And it wasn't something I knew anything about. I wasn't an expert. And so so now I don't buy any companies that I'm not already an expert in the industry. But it was a good location. And we had great inventory. And we had a good person. We borrowed enough money to have a floor plan line of credit. In other words, I had hundreds of cars on the lot. And I'm paying interest on those every day. And in month one, we lost money. Month two, we lost money. Month three, it wasn't that bad. And month four, we were about to make a profit when some people stole some airplanes and crashed the airplanes into the World Trade Center. And when the World Trade Center came down, consumer confidence dropped like a rock. And people stopped spending money. The car companies, the big boys, and realize I wasn't a big boy, but the big boys were so afraid of the lack of buying. They were giving away brand new cars at seven and eight years with zero interest. So why would you buy a car from me, a little guy, when you could buy one from Ford, Chevrolet, General Motors, whatever? You could buy a brand new Cadillac and pay zero interest for seven years on a vehicle. They were giving those cars away. And I didn't know if I had saved enough capital to make it until the economy came back because who knows how long that would take. So every day I had to look out at that floor plan and look at all those cars. Every day they're getting older, they're worth less money, and I pay interest. It's not like owning a wine shop. At least in a wine shop, every day the wine gets older, it gets more valuable. In a car shop, every doggone day that car gets older, it's less valuable, and you're paying interest on that money. So you've got to have the capital to sustain what I call the 911. Remember, talking about this a little earlier, if your business occupies your thoughts so pervasively that you're an absolute terrible employee now, you need to make the jump because it is not fair that somebody else is paying you for you to sit at your desk and think about your own business. If all you can think about is that business and you're a terrible employee now, you've already left, but you're just stealing a paycheck. I, as a business owner, think that's a horrible thing to do. And if you're doing that, you're a dirtbag. You need to stop it. Now it's time for you to go because you're not providing any value to your small business and you're not providing any value to your current employer. Four, you should jump if you find yourself unemployed and the market is down in your industry sector. Friends, I got to tell you, if you're out there listening to me and you're in your 50s and you just got laid off, you need to start thinking about becoming an entrepreneur because, folks, the market is not begging for highly paid laid off 50-year-olds. That's the reality. I'm, I'm miserable that I just said it. But I'm so glad that I'm the one that had the courage to say it. If you're 55 and you got laid off and people are not banging down your door in the first two weeks, you're probably going to have a tough time getting hired. So you need to suck it up, pull your pants up, put your belt on and get out there and get after it. Figure something out because the market is not begging for you anymore. Nobody, no young entrepreneur wants to hire you to come work for them when you used to make $160,000 in their budget, 60 grand. So they're not going to pay you even if you say, well, I'll take less money because they know in the back of their mind, they know that you're always thinking that you're doing this for a discount and they owe you. 
you know, I'm never going to hire somebody like that. I know that sounds terrible and that's not completely true because I just hired somebody who's in his fifties and got laid off because of an acquisition. And the guy is fantastic. However, I'm not the average entrepreneur. I'm willing to pay a little extra for somebody that's seasoned and professional and classy and mature. All right, number five. It's time to jump off when you have a key client of significant size that will start with you immediately on day one. When you've got a safety net and you can jump with the safety net, man, it's time to jump. Shore up that agreement and jump. This is the t- this is a tough dialogue because it requires one thing, courage. You've got to say, I believe so much in what I'm going to do and what I have been building that I'm a, I'm going to take it and I'm absolutely going to run with it. I believe in myself. And there's a, quite a bit of arrogance to that. And I don't mean that in a, a negative way. Arrogance is that confidence that I can do it. I can rely on myself. I'm going to make great decisions and I'm going to succeed. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mind Your Business. Please check me out on Facebook and Instagram and be sure to send me a message if there's something you need or want me to talk about. You know, the great motivational speaker Zig Ziglar once said, you can have anything in life you want as long as you help enough other people get what they want. What does that mean for you today? That means if there's something in this content that is exciting and really resonates with you, pass it along to your friends. Share it. Let them develop and become strong in their thinking, in their motivation, in their knowledge, just like you are. Together, knowledgeable, you and your friends will change the world.